The Toho gang get thrown in the middle of household drama, as three generations living under one roof deal with a potential split. Divorce, engagement, creative writing, baseball, it all comes to a head in episode 54, What a Wonderful Family. everybody, welcome to another episode of Toho Yaro, your Japanese film club podcast. For this week, I'm your host, Alex, and as always, our co-hosts are Joey. Hello, everybody. And V. Hi, everybody. And this week, we'll be talking about What a Wonderful Family, a.k.a. Kazoku Watsurayo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, uh, what's funny about that title is that it bears a striking resemblance to a series of movies that we've covered before on this podcast, Otoko Watsurayu, aka the Torasan series. And the main thing that this movie has in common with those is that uh, they are all directed by the same person, Yoji Yamada. Um, mm-hmm. Have either of you uh, heard of or seen this film prior to uh, this session? Joey. No, I've uh, I've heard of it. I've been kind of like slowly um, exploring Yoji Yamada's filmography. He has a ton of movies, uh, even uh, outside of the Torasan series. Um, but my, you know, just sort of the way I tend to swing, <laughs> I have mostly seen his Showa era stuff and have only seen a few of his more modern movies. So this was on my radar as one I wanted to see. Um, and then um, you'll probably get into this, but you had seen it previously and, and talked about how great it was and how you wanted to do it for the show. So I've just kind of put it aside and been like, well, we'll, we'll watch that at some point. Um, so I've been I've been saving it. Awesome. How about you, V? Uh, yeah, my I didn't know this movie existed until you told me about it a couple months ago uh, and your enthusiasm about it had me cautiously curious because I uh, I like Yoji Yamada a lot as a director. I'm not the biggest fan uh, of the Torosan movies, but I enjoyed the Yellow Handkerchief, and I wanted to see more of what he could do. Great, yeah. Um, I actually came across this movie on accident um, because I don't know Japanese, but uh, I'm a master of the art of copy paste. I would uh, <laughs> copy the kana for Otokora Tsurayo into YouTube so I could uh, find uh, covers of the theme song, <laughs> um, which is actually what you hear um, uh, at the beginning of the and the end of this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, a, a fun jazzy cover of the Torasan theme. Well, uh, turns out the kana is very similar uh, to the title of this movie, and I... Uh, watched a trailer and a clip and I was like, what is this? So I, I looked it up. Um, I found it on the internet via sleuthing and I watched it with my dad. Um, and boy, I loved it when I saw it. I, um, we both really enjoyed it. It was a nice kind of bonding moment. Um, I do like it when I can show him Japanese film. And uh, and he kind of enjoys it. It's it, you know it, it's uh it, it was pretty pretty much up his alley, and then he went and told his Japanese colleague about it, and uh, his Japanese colleague said, "Oh yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen the second one on an airplane," mm-hmm. um, and 
apparently this is a very popular film series to show on airplane. Um, so it <laughs> <Yeah>, seems safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is a, uh, this is a series of movies cause it's Yoji Yamada. Um, there aren't many to, there aren't many of them. Uh, as of this, uh, recording, there are three. Um, I've only seen the first one. I have the second one and I have yet to acquire the third one. Um, but, uh, they uh, revolve around the Harada family. Um, they all have the same cast. Uh, fun thing about this particular cast is that this is um, this movie is a sort of follow up to a movie that Yamada did in 2013 called Tokyo Family, which is a remake of uh, Yaz- Yasujiro Ojizu's uh, uh, Tokyo Story, mm-hmm. um, which is yeah. featured in this film as well. Yeah, they definitely get get some shout outs. We, we'll probably get into this later, but the Torreson movies also get some shout outs, uh, which is interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, just to uh, for for the sake of saying it, um, the um, the Torreson series, the Japanese titles mean like it's tough to be a man. And this one, it's it's tough to be a family. Is yeah. The, the, yeah. <laughs> so what a wonderful family is just a, a fun transliteration. Um, but it is tough to be a family. It's true. Um, as, mm-hmm. as one will find out when they, when they watch this film, uh, before we get into the cast, I would like to shout out the, um, the composer for the music, Joe Hisaishi, who mm-hmm. listeners may rep- remember from, uh, our, the film that we covered Kikujiro and, uh, pretty much every studio Ghibli film. So, uh, you know, uh, it's always nice hearing his music in a film that is not animated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to look this person up, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, the opening credits uh, of this film were done and designed by a, a, an individual named Tadanori uh, Yoko, uh, who is a Japanese graphic designer um, who has had stuff uh, displayed in MoMA, um, uh, he cites Kurosawa uh, and uh, writer Yukio Mishima as two of his most formative influences. Um, and uh, he's been described as the Japanese Andy Warhol. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's he, interesting. Yeah. The title uh, and even the logo for this movie is, is quite interesting. Um, so, uh, okay. Uh, cast. We have a big cast. So, um, Forgive me if I don't go into ginormous detail, but feel free to add stuff along as you see fit. Um, the main cast of this movie uh, is as follows. Uh, Shuzo Hirata, the patriarch of the family, is played by Isao Hashizume. Um, in addition to being in the latest Torasan film, uh, he has a career dating back to the 60s. Um, and I'll just name off a couple films at random uh master samurai uh hamon yakuza boogie um he was in the uh live action uh battleship uh, space battleship yamato film <laughs> <laughs> um ghost pub which sounds really awesome uh tales of a golden geisha which um i do believe that we should cover at some point because uh well one that's a uh it's a juzo itami film and it's also like we i, I feel like most people that we mention in the cast list of movies uh, end up uh, end up in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he is also in Tampopo as a waiter. Um, and uh, let's see, 
Kazuko uh, Yoshiyuki is the matriarch of the family, Tomiko. Um, she has been in uh, a lot of movies, a lot of movies, um, but uh, mostly contemporary stuff um, over the past like 20 years or so, probably mm. mid, mid-90s. Um, she was a voice in Ponyo. Uh, she has been in... Uh, see this movie called crossroads valley of dreams goodbye my secret friend baby 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 michael <laughs> han um and departures oh okay uh, a movie that we have covered um uh, she's also been in this movie called j-horror theater volume two uh so <laughs> for vans I, I of volume one <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> uh let's see uh uh konosuke the uh the Elder brother of the Hirata family is Masahiko Nishimura, and he uh, also has had a career that's spanned uh, about uh, 25 years or so. He is uh, in the, uh, he's the Chinese restaurant owner in the uh, second 20th century boys live action. Mm. Uh, He's in, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love how much that show comes up on our, on our show or how much that movie series comes up on our show and. And we always kind of grumble about it. <laughs> yeah. Big cast. I get to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, for sure. Um, he is a, he plays uh, the voice of Koroku in Princess Mononoke. He's in uh, Godzilla Millennium. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. A voice in The Wind Rises uh, as mm. Kurokawa. Uh, Ramen Samurai. Uh, Gene Waltz, Abacus and Sword, so on and so forth. Um, yes. Uh, so playing the part of his wife, Fumie, uh, the daughter-in-law, is Yui Atsukawa. Uh, in addition to this, uh, the, this film series, she's in the Zatoichi film that we covered, the, uh, the Bitakeshi version as Oshino, Atori's wife. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, she's a voice in Tales from Earthsea. So we have, uh, like, I, I, I'm noticing a trend, this Joe Hisaishi, uh, mm-hmm. connection here. Um, yeah, you know, a thing in general that was kind of interesting about this, uh, to me is that I'm very familiar with Yamada's use of like a sort of stable of actors from the like seventies and, and mm-hmm. using them kind of in the sixties, seventies and eighties. And none of those folks really are in this. Well, one, one guy is, but, um, but when I was looking up these actors, a lot of them were in a lot of uh, Yamada's stuff from this time period, not just the series, but a few of his other movies. Yeah. So he's definitely like still working uh, with a stable. He just sort of developed like maybe just due to other people kind of aging out. He's kind of developed a new uh, crew that he works with. Yeah, I could I would believe that um, I. uh Checked out a couple of videos of the making of this movie, and boy, Yamada sure looks old. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, next up is uh, he plays Taizo, uh, Shozo Hayashiya. Hasn't done much um, aside from this. Uh, there's been a few dramas, um, but he's also a voice actor. I believe he is in the latest Anpan Man series as well. Um, yes, so, so playing uh, playing the role of uh, of uh, uh, Shigeko is Tomoko Nakajima, um, and uh, she uh, apparently 
It was in Parasite Eve, the video game. <laughs> or unless there was a movie called Parasite Eve, uh, which I think is interesting. Um, the Little House, Tokyo Family, of course. Uh, the, so, the, so the main family is the family in Tokyo Family. Uh, uh-huh. should be, should be noted. Um, but she's also in the taste of tea, which is the other place that I remember seeing her, uh, a movie that we do have to cover at some point, um, on this podcast, uh, playing Shota is Satoshi Tsumabuki. Um, and this guy has been in a lot. Um, I can, <laughs> one of his credits that I thought was really funny is that uh, he is in the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift as exceedingly handsome guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> cool. So, uh, Excellent yeah, casting. Think, yeah. Shoe fits. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, worth noting that he made his film debut, uh, like his, his big breakout role was in 2001 in the film Water Boys. Um, oh, that mo- that's another movie. That's a movie we should cover at some point. I was just thinking of that uh, the other day. It's a oh, fun great. one. Yeah, let's, let's add it to the list. I keep having um, yes, phantom limb been... syndrome thinking we've already covered it. <laughs> it just comes up a lot. Uh, in addition to that, he's been in a bevy of other movies and dramas. Um, uh, notably, uh, Yaji and Kita, the Midnight Pilgrims, It's Only Talk, Welcome, Welcome to the Quiet Room, School Days with a Pig, uh, The Magnificent Nine, uh, and uh and of course um tokyo family (laughs) uh i swear to god we're almost done um so his girlfriend uh noriko is played by uh yu aoi and um she's an actress and model uh most notably um in the last couple years she's been uh she's noted for playing uh megumi in the uh live action roroni kenshin films Oh, okay. Um, yeah. She's also uh, a voice in the 2013 uh, Captain Harlock film, hmm. as well as, uh, let's see, Redline. Um, wow, Redline. That's, that's something that's been recommended to me, actually. Oh, that movie uh, you haven't seen Redline? I haven't you seen Redline. You need to fix that later tonight. all over again. I think it's still free on oh my YouTube. God. You need to watch it. <laughs> Sweet. All right, uh, let's see. I'm the Sea Cat, uh, Tetsujin 28, Henshin, Shining Boy and Little Randy, Bugmaster. Ah, yeah, the live action Honey and Clover. I did, I, I remember, did, uh, I did read about that. Um, if it sounds like I'm going off the fly, guess what? <laughs> I kind of am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that sort of does it for the main cast um, of the film. Uh the uh, the private detective in the film is played by uh, Ninji Kobayashi, and he is also in the latest Torasan film. So look for him, uh, if you please, when when you eventually watch that. And um, uh, I think I read somewhere that this person. Okay, well, uh, worth noting, Jun Fubuki plays Kayo, the the bartender, as well, and I. So one of these actors I remember reading uh, earlier today that I did not write down is in an older Torasan film. Uh, so Takashi Sasano, who's the like security guard. 
Yes, guy yes. is in a ton of Torosan movies as well as uh Bee Fighter, the the Tokusatsu show we were trying to come up with the name of uh, ah. uh last episode. Um and he was in a recent Super Sentai series too. But anyway, he is in the new Torosan film as the um head priest of the temple. Uh, which oh, is interesting. interesting. Yeah, when mm-hmm. he showed uh, up, he stood out in a way that I was like He's like, <laughs> I don't I don't know who this is, but it seemed he's got to be like an old school Torasan guy. And then I went and looked mm-hmm. it up and he's in like six of the movies. It's different, different characters. Yeah. Remember the funeral? He was the funeral operator, the like incinerator guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He, he definitely had a face that says, hey, I'm somebody. Yeah. No, uh, he's great. <laughs> he's super, super great. Um, and then the guy uh, who was in the booth with him, I tried looking up, but I, I couldn't find him. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't recognize him. The um, only I other do, cast member that stood out to me is the doctor. Um, uh, yes. Who, who uh, I didn't. I looked him up. His name's uh, Tsurube uh, Shofukute, and he wasn't anybody that I recognized, but he just stood out as a kind of like fun, <laughs> funny actor. <laughs> So uh, that's a fun fact about him is that during the scene where they're, uh, they're waiting in the hospital, uh, Shigeko says, uh, just get a load of that doctor. He looks like a Rakugo performer from TV. And uh, he is. Ah. <laughs> there we yeah. go. There yeah, it he is. He is a Rakugo performer. <laughs> um, the, uh, I, uh, the other guy that I, I really looked up but didn't look like he was in a whole lot was the, uh, the teacher of the writing class because he's got a funky look to him but oh that's yeah katsumi kiba he hasn't been in a whole whole lot um and the uh <clears throat> we'll talk about this character later uh he's credited as eel restaurant uh yuki tokunaga um the delivery boy uh, mm-hmm. and uh i looked him up because i he had a weird face too that I, I was trying to figure out and turns out he is a, a an amateur like a singer and and youtube uh youtube personality oh that's funny yeah and this is a recurring role that he plays in uh all of the Hazoku <laughs> movies yeah all right uh <clears throat> well uh let's go ahead and get right to the uh plot synopsis um so the uh so this movie, of course, centers on the Hirata family. Um, we have the uh, the patriarch and the matriarch, Shuzo and Tomiko, who have been married for 45 years. Uh, there are three children, uh, Shota, Shigeko, and Konosuke, um, and the rest of their family. Um, Shota, Konosuke, and his wife and their two children uh, live with um, Shuzo and Tomiko. Um, and... Uh, Shigeko lives with her husband Taizo, and uh, Shoto, of course, is planning on moving out to uh, to get married to his sweetheart Nuriko. Um, Shuzo, of course, is a uh, he's an old man who's kind of had it. Goes out drinking every night. Um, goes to a regular bar where he is uh, pretty friendly with the the owner uh, Kayo, <laughs> and uh, on. Um, and uh, he comes home one night and unbeknownst to him, it's Tomiko's birthday. And, uh, of course he forgot, but he says, you know, I, you know, I guess I owe you something. What, what, what do you want? And she says, well, what I want, uh, only costs 450 yen and I have it right here. It's a divorce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
So uh, eventually this entire divorce announcement uh, echoes throughout the family and um, uh, there's there's chaos. Um, Shigeko and, and Taizo uh, send a private detective after him and the private detective ends up being a school buddy of his. <laughs> uh, which amounts to, of course, a picture of his hand on the uh, bartender's hand because they think he's philandering with her. Um, and uh, as the children are panicking, they decide to hold a family meeting. And um, uh, in the meantime, Shota, who is uh, the self-proclaimed glue of the family, is looking to move out. Uh, and he's going to introduce Nuriko, his sweetheart, to the rest of his family. Um, but on the day that that happens, that happens to also be the day of the uh, family meeting to discuss at length the um, the uh, the divorce of Shuto, or I'm sorry, Shuzo and uh, and and uh, Tomiko. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, an argument erupts. Uh, Shuzo goes into some sort of a he has some sort of an attack, whether it be a heart attack or a stroke or or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, he's taken to the hospital and begins to think about things a little a little more thoroughly. Uh, of course, over the course of the movie, the entire family uh, lets Shuzo and Tomiko know how they feel about this, and that's kind of the message of the movie let people know how you feel about things because mm. at the end uh at the end shizo says well this is what you want here i'll sign this i'll sign the divorce papers but all in all i thought that we had a great marriage and i'm glad that i married you and this is what you want and these are the words that she wanted to hear so she rips up the papers um and uh that's essentially the movie mm-hmm. um so, Joey, what did you think of uh, It's Tough Being a Family? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought um, the characters were charming and and uh, I laughed a lot uh, during the movie. The, it's interesting what you said about um, the sort of message being like, just talk to one another, because I think that that is true. Uh, that's the thing that's frustrating to me in a lot of movies, especially Japanese movies. Um, but my kind of big takeaway also to just maybe another sign of the side of that is like, don't take your, uh, the people close to you for granted. Uh, cause mm-hmm. I think that that was kind of echoed in the, the head of the household, the, one of the sons and, and, uh, and, and his wife and, and kind of amongst the other uh, couple as well. Uh, the sort of more bickering uh, husband and wife. And um, yeah, but I, I, I liked it. I thought that the um, the elder father is a sort of Torreson like figure. He he's I find him likable despite him being sort of terrible <laughs> to uh, those close to him, uh, which I feel like uh, is a sort of Torreson esque uh, way uh, to portray someone. Um, and speaking of which, there's a ton of, uh, Torzon shout outs in this. Um, I don't know if you want to, me to go through those now or, or if we can talk about that later, but, um, well, the, uh, the one that I, the one that I caught of course is Eel Restaurant. Um, that's the character he's credited as singing the Torreson theme and acting very much like Torreson when asked if he's going to get married ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a, yeah, that's a definite like blatant. 
um, one uh, I loved uh, that he was like just sort of carefree, like singing, <laughs> belting out the theme song as he was driving by. There's also just kind of like around the house stacks of Taurus on DVDs and uh, oh. <laughs> posters outside the detective agency. The original film's poster is hanging up. Um, in the writing room, there's actually a poster for Tokyo Family, which I think is interesting. Um, but uh, and then and then at the end of the movie, when they're watching um, uh, Tokyo Story, there's also still a stack of uh, Taurus on DVDs. So I thought it was a kind of interesting juxtaposition to be kind of like reflecting on Ozu's film and its maybe influence on Yamada, but also kind of presenting uh, that he's also reflecting on uh, his past work as well, maybe a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, uh, the one thing that didn't super work well for me actually is the music. Um, mm. I like uh, Hisaishi, especially in like the Ghibli movies and stuff. But I feel like in this case, it was like too whimsical. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like it was just like. The thing I love about Yoji Yamada's movies is it depicts like normal people and the sort of like beauty and the mundanity of life. And and there's the sort of like, um, uh, I don't know, the humor comes from the characters uh, just being themselves and whatever. But uh, Hisaishi's music was a little too like, do, 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 do. something funny <laughs> happened, you know, <laughs> and it, it didn't yeah. really like work for me uh, super well. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was fun. Uh, I, I've gone on enough about it, I guess. There are a couple womp was like in, <laughs> yeah. in it. Like, I think when he wakes up from his coma or whatever, he, he there is like a want music cue. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's quite comical. Uh, v, what did you think of this movie? Uh, I really loved it. Um, before I get into the stuff I loved, I wanted to talk a little bit about like the premise of the movie that divorce in Japan among baby boomers throughout the two thousands is shockingly high for Japan, which mm. next to the U S divorce rates is still incredibly low. Um, but yeah, in the two thousands and 20 teens, a lot of, uh, retired couples, uh, housewives, once their salarymen husbands came home to actually spend every day all day with them, uh, they decided they did not like it. And that combined with a change in the laws in the 2000s, where if you divorced, you got half of your husband's retirement uh, mm -hmm. divorce rates shot up. So this is like a very kind of, I guess, contemporary issue that a, a lot of uh Japanese folks are are dealing with that they haven't in previous generations. Um, just to give a little historical background on like the 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 situation that this movie is centered around. Um, mm. But the things that I love, uh, I do like uh, Shuzo uh, in this movie a lot, even though I hate Torsan. I think because. <laughs> Unlike Torasan, this movie kind of recognizes that Shuzo is a villain. Mm. Nobody like even when uh, Kunosuke is sticking up for his father, uh, he's not like, yeah, well, he's you should still love him because he's good. He's like, well, he worked hard, even though he does all the shitty stuff like the movie knows that Shuzo is an asshole and kind of revels in it a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And so like it's not expecting me to have sympathy for him in these situations. Like it does with Torasan a lot of the time. 
Mm. Um, but uh, I really, really like this movie's sense of humor. And I f- feel like it's a comedy first before it is actually any of the kind of mundanity of family life stuff. So I actually like the Joe Hisaishi music because it gives a kind of more whimsical tone. Um, but I, I understand the loss of that. The There are a couple more serious moments in this, most notably uh, certain stretches of the family discussion scene where it feels a little more grounded. Uh, but for the most part, I, I liked how goofy it was. Mm-hmm. And just like every member of the cast in this, even like even when the eel delivery guy shows up and makes like a bad pun failing to read the room. Um, it like everybody is so good, even like from the main cast down to the, the small players, it's great all around. I think that somebody that is also worth noting that I thought was interesting in the credits is, uh, the co-writer for this is Emiko uh, Hiramatsu, who I looked her up and it looks like she's co-written with a lot of, uh, Yamada's stuff kind of past 2000. Um, but I just, I don't know. I thought um, knowing that a lot of the issues that have come up on the show about Yamada's work having kind of, uh, you know, uh, misogynistic problems, uh, thought that it was interesting that a woman was co-writing this with him and wondered what kind of a touch that would have to it. And I, I do wonder if that does contribute to a sort of more even handed look <laughs> at everything. Yeah, you. Do. One thing I don't like about the movie is I get frustrated at the ending with the two with Shizu or Shiza and uh, Tomiko staying together, mm-hmm. just because I feel like in in if this were a more real movie that them splitting up would be the better thing for Tomiko. But yeah. mm-hmm. but within the framework of the movie, it's it's a sappy ending. But Shuzo also kind of learns his lesson a little bit, like he folds his socks and pants and is presumably going to be more expressive of his love. Um, but, but yeah, the, for the most part, like the, the women throughout the movie are far more sympathetic than the men are. And Shota, who is kind of, as he says, he's the glue that keeps family together. And the most kind of like compassionate and even one is he sides with his, his mother mm-hmm. and exhibits the, the kind of compassion versus, Kanosuke being like the first son and sticking up for his dad and exhibiting a lot of the same rude behaviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the dynamic um, with this family and uh, I'm really excited to see the other two uh, simply because um, I feel like all the family members get a chance to shine in this movie and sort of give what they're about. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. Kosuke is the, you know, he's the elder son. He's a little hotheaded, a little more old fashioned. Uh, Shota is the extreme opposite, who is um, your quintessential um, eto ano, uh, (laughs) you know, scared to ask, scared to ask a girl out on a date (laughs) kind of, kind of character. Shigeko, who is, um, (laughs) who's referred to as a broken speaker. Uh, um, And then her 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 husband, who is I would say the comic relief of the film, and even the two kids, uh, like they're <laughs> they're they're like they act totally like kids. I I I'll get yeah. into them in a little bit, but um, 
And then, yeah, Shuzo is grumpy and Tomiko, who is probably like the most serious character in this entire movie. She plays everything completely straight. Um, and, uh, of course, Nuriko is very, uh, like, she is another uh, character who plays it straight, but is also the voice of wisdom in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like all of these characters. I want to see them all again. Um and yeah, I thought it was very funny when I first saw it, and I still thought it was very funny the second time. Um, I guess this movie reminds me of my own dad, uh, how my dad has trouble, um, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not airing out his dirty laundry or anything, but he <laughs> sort of ha- has trouble expressing how he feels, and um, as a result, it sort of comes out in me, and uh, it's it's kind of interesting that I watched this with him, and I felt like he could relate to Shuzo a whole lot. Um, and you know, uh, I, I thought that, I don't know, it was, it was a very weird movie to watch with my dad and also feel like we were bonding over it. Um, before we continue, I have a couple fun facts. Um, so, uh, at one point in the movie, Taizo, uh, the reason that, uh, we see Taizo in the first place is because, uh, Shigeko, uh, and Taizo have a little tiff. Um, and she wants her own divorce, which, uh, uh, <laughs> bringing that up, uh, right after Shuzo gets the news that his own wife wants a divorce was, I thought very comical mm-hmm. considering this is just, yeah, that's something that, uh, that they fight about a lot. Her and, uh, she get going her husband, but, um, she mentions that, uh, he had bought a, a plate for, uh, roughly uh, $2,000 and said he only bought it for a hundred. Um, mm-hmm. and this type of porcelain is, uh, is called Imari. Um, and he mentions this Imari porcelain. So I looked it up and, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's worth quite a lot of money. Um, he just had to have it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> So he was so Imari, disheveled in that first scene that when he shows back up, I didn't recognize him for a second. Uh, when yeah. he's kind of got his hair a little bit more uh, quaffed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in, in essence, um, Meiji, uh, it, Imari is um, is like Meiji porcelain. So mm. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's generally from the Meiji era. And um, I just, because I was curious, looked, uh, looked it up uh, in terms of like shopping and they can, range uh from like a hundred dollars to uh several thousand so um maybe two thousand dollars was a good deal for the plate that (laughs) that he got (laughs) and he would understandably be upset that it had fallen and broken yeah Um, didn't he say that it it would be worth five thousand or something like that yeah he said Uh, something about being able to sell it for twice as much as he bought it for (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh well not that then later he's like admiring collectors are that (laughs) <laughs> oh god sorry we all spoke yeah. at once oh no uh, it's just, okay i just thought it was really funny that later just kind of in the background of a scene he's like admiring this plate uh in in the family's house and it like <laughs> yeah. goes unsaid like the, it's never really pointed out but i was just like he's at it again <laughs> yeah and that looks to me and yeah he was like using a magnifying glass to look at it and mm-hmm. uh as i was watching it i was like oh hey that's like when after i typed in uh you are like that's that's what it looked like and in, in mm. on uh on google images so that's it's perhaps the same type of plate um 
the uh, there was a comment made earlier when uh, Isawa is out with his friend golfing and drinking and converting and such. Where we're a convert, converting rather. Um, and his friend mentions that having three generations under one roof is pretty rare these days, um, which I think is really interesting because uh, you know in the uh, you know in mid century Japan. Uh, having three generations under one roof was quite common. Um, but, uh, apparently as, um, I think in the 80, the eighties in the eighties to the nineties, like around that time, uh, old folks homes were becoming more prevalent mm -hmm. and, uh, and it became, I, I believe less, um, uh, less conventional to care for your elders, uh, in in that particular way um mm. this is this is half-assed internet research here so don't <laughs> don't yeah uh, yeah but i thought that was very interesting like sort of a uh, return to return to uh return to form for the uh classic uh nuclear japanese family you know yeah yeah uh, let's see anything else. Uh, oh yeah. I, I think it's sort of interesting how, um, I, I'd like to talk to you guys about this, how, uh, Shuzo and Shota's story is sort of intersected in that way where, um, uh, you know, Shuzo is sort of going through this divorce and now Shota is finally starting to start his own family. Yeah. Um, I found like that those, t those two, uh, um, were kind of the 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 main focus, and and speaking of the sequels, I I'm kind of curious if like other members of the family will get the focus in those movies or or not. Yeah, I think the third one focuses on Shota and Noriko. Mm. Um, I think they take the forefront. I'm not really sure about the second one, but mm. um, other one, I think that's according to the trailer that I watched with no subtitles. Um, that's, that's <laughs> what I kind of gleaned from it. Um, uh, okay. Uh, favorite parts, uh, Joey. Hmm. Yeah. I had a couple, um, I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll just, the, the part that, um, that I thought was the fun that made me laugh the most was the part in the bar where the private detective has, uh, <laughs> is scoping out, um, what's his name? Shuzo? Uh, Shuzo. Shuzo. Um, yeah. And, um, and at first I was chuckling a lot at that scene cause he was just being so goofy about like putting out his recorder and, and taking these little quick pictures. And I was just like, Oh man, this is such a cartoony version <laughs> of what a, uh, a, a private detective would do. And then later, and then it's so funny that they happen to ha coincidentally actually know each other. And then he kind of <laughs> Shuzo keeps uh, kind of needling him. Like, how can you be a private detective? You're so clumsy and like you'd be terrible at that job. And I was just like, yeah, he was terrible at that job. But uh, and he's like revealed <laughs> to his own like uh, whatever you call it, target that uh, that he's a private detective. He couldn't even lie about like what he does and stuff. And I just <laughs> thought it was so funny. And then they end up like taking off their jackets and drinking together. And, and it was a very like warm, fun scene. There's a, uh, a musical sting when he first sits down, when he's got like the trench coat and hat and shades <laughs> yeah. on and everything that is like very goofy. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, what was your uh, favorite part of the movie? 
my favorite if part of one. the movie, I, I got a lot of like scenes that I like, but I think overall my favorite part is just the comedic timing in this. Mm. Uh, it is, there's a lot of like really dry jokes that kind of go on in the background. Well, not dry because some of them are just slapstick, but like jo- th- goofy things that go unremarked upon by the movie. Uh, my favorite probably being when uh, Kanosuke is being real pouty in the family thing and he goes to sit on that exercise ball and just eats it. Oh my God. Yes. Just in the background <laughs> and nobody notices or says anything. The movie just keeps going. I cracked up so hard. But yeah, just like, I don't know, the sense of humor in this just really, really got me in an impressive way. Um, but yeah, that like... The anytime Shuzo was on the stairs, uh, was just really good. The time that he's listening in on the conversation after <laughs> Fumier is like, This is really like, we're the victims here, mm. not him. And, and yeah. then he's like on the stairs, cupping his ear, just like <laughs> the beat before that happens is really good. Like, I there's so many, so many good, like, perfectly timed jokes like that. Yeah, I thought it was very funny that he had his hand up to his ear. It's like almost like he was telling them, I'm listening to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she goes, You were here? Yeah, he, I was here. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, super funny. Um, yeah, I, uh, uh, the sense of humor and the timing is definitely my favorite part, also. Um, I do want to talk uh, about um, Nobusuke and Kenichi, uh, the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, <laughs> this entire scene in particular, um, uh, where the rest of the family is about to have the family meeting and, uh, uh, Konosuke is like, oh yeah, it's to, we're going to go to Ken's game. And, uh, <laughs> and he's super sad that he can't make it. And he gives, he gives them the money and, uh, like the interaction between the two brothers is absolutely fantastic where Ken's like, oh man, Thank God dad can't come. He's so embarrassing. And then they do, <laughs> they do the, the, the cheer that he normally does. And he's like, oh yeah, dad gave us lunch money. He goes, oh, yata. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's great is the dad can yeah, hear them like the cut talking to the dad. about how bad he yeah. is. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Shigeko and Taizo are, are, are um, on their way and they're like, oh, hey, Ken, you got a game? He's like, oh yeah, I got a tournament. Um, what position do you play? Pitcher? And uh, Nobusuke goes, the bench. and then it turns out that uh that he saved the game and um the moment where nobusuke is on the phone with tomiko and giving her a play-by-play of the game like it's a game on the radio like kind of warmed my heart too um yeah so that is my like that was possibly the part that i was going to talk about that's the part that like hit me the most emotionally um Mm -hmm. this movie like I enjoyed it a lot, but it didn't like particularly tug at my heartstrings uh, uh, that much. But something about like that being there was the sort of height of the drama of the of Shuzo ha- having to go to the hospital and everyone's like not sure what's happening. And then they get the phone call from the kids and they're just like so happy and cheering. And he's like running to home base. And and uh, that actually I think it's that that idea that like no matter what's dramatically bad is happening to you life is kind of continuing to go on Mm -hmm. uh, is a thing that like hits me uh, a lot of the times 
and uh, and I find it pretty impactful. So that was actually like my most emotional scene for sure. Yeah, uh, the music really works in that scene, too. And yeah, because Tomiko plays that character so straight and you can see the emotion in her face like it's getting to her, too. And uh, the the point that you made about like no matter what's happening in your life, you know, good or bad, life tends to go on. You know, that's another popular theme that you see in a lot of Ozzy's works, too. Mm-hmm. Which, um, yeah, I think it's fun that Tokyo Story is featured so prominently at the end of this movie. It even shares the the end um, uh, stinger. Uh, it, <laughs> it's I, I feel like maybe it's a little cheap, but um, mm. I thought it was kind of a fun device to use, uh, especially because I'm so used to American films making reference to old Hollywood and stuff like that and. Like, you know, you'll watch an American movie and you'll see clips of It's a Wonderful Life and stuff like that. And I thought it was really cool to see uh, Tokyo Story. Um, and specifically Chishu Ryu, yeah. who you know that Yamada had a very close uh, working relationship with for mm-hmm. years and years um, yeah. until he'd passed. So, like, I feel like that was extra uh, impactful in that way. Yeah, it makes me wonder if that was his way of getting Chishiryu into the movie mm-hmm. in some sort of way. Uh, something that's uh, fascinating to me about the use of Tokyo Story in particular is that is a movie that is largely about like being being a spouse and then being alone. Uh, and like the maybe finding happiness uh, after, after you lose your spouse, but in the case of Chishiria's character is just like learning how to cope. And the, the end scene we have is him just trying, like looking out being like, this is life alone now, but that's contrasted with the actual movie where Shuzo and Tomiko, uh, end up together. And that kind of took the sting out of the kind of sappy ending a little bit Mm. where it's like, Ozu already did this. I'm, and yes, we we're, we're aware of that. Like here, if you want that story, it exists. Uh, I even just remade it, but <laughs> the story I'm telling, Tomiko like comes over and wakes up Shuzo, and and they're happy and together at the end. So it's an interesting contrast. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I do wonder if he like got the idea for this movie when he was making Tokyo Family. And was like, you know, I like this cast. Let's let's do a comedy <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, next up on our list is I did want to highlight a couple oh, yeah. other scenes. Um, Please, yeah, there's there's plenty. Uh, all of the women are all, all the writing course scenes. Uh, oh yeah, with Katsumi Kiba, the instructor, were all really really funny. Uh, his like flirtatious attitude with all these uh, older ladies in his writing class was really <laughs> cute. The way he like teases them a little about the kind of lascivious themes in their writing. Cause they're all like these illicit love stories. Um, and they kind of like tease him back at like when he says imagination is the most important thing in writing. And uh, you don't have to experience all the things you write about. And they're like, Oh, all those hot steamy love scenes that you wrote. Was that imagination <laughs> or experience? And he waits for a second. He's like, 
I'll leave it to your imagination. <laughs> and I'll laugh. And just like seeing all those like ladies having fun in that class was was really nice. Yeah, it creates an interesting dynamic that he reads their stories aloud and can kind of like editorialize them uh, as he's reading them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. You talked about the bar reunion. Uh, there's this, yeah, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, th- this kind of made me laugh a little bit. Um, after they take Shuzo away in the ambulance, uh, Taizo's walking around and he's like, well, you know, if he dies, this <laughs> oh, yeah. is how it's going to go. Like, you know, we're going to be here and he's going to be there and like kind of walking through the funeral process. And yeah. I don't know, like that just made me laugh. Anything where he's doing anything in this movie kind of made me laugh also. It's that felt like very Torasan to me. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Tora always has a sort of like monologue like that. Um, it's, it's interesting. And he's like, I'm going to be the serious man in charge here, even though mm-hmm. the situation yeah. doesn't call for it. I also like right before that scene, just him in the background putting on uh, Konosuke's biking sunglasses. <laughs> and then Shigeko kind of just like ripping them off, being like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's it's good. It's really good stuff. <laughs> yeah, the two of them actually have a really good, funny dynamic where, yeah, she's, I guess she's supposed to be a little shrewish and he's kind of a doofus. And they, they fight a lot, but the, they're like, it's a really good kind of like, almost manzai comedy yeah. dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought I she was really funny. Yeah. I like how she is also a taxing woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fun. Uh, so, um, shall we dance? Uh, could you see this movie being remade for a Western audience? It has been remade in China. It mm-hmm. was such a hit, um, in Japan that they remade it in China. So, uh, could this movie be remade in the United States? Yeah, I wonder. I mean, attitudes towards divorce aren't exactly the same. Um, but I think the I, the kind of hook of divorce happening so late in life when while your kids are adults, uh, I feel like could translate to a sort of like comedy thing. Like I've definitely heard like, um, Mark Marin make jokes about like his parents splitting up when he was an adult and, and feeling very like a child at that, you know, stage in your life. And, um, I feel like I've seen stuff about like rich, like, I think there are movies where like, there's a rich family and the, the, the heads like decide to split up or something like that. And it kind of causes, uh, uh, you know, a, a kerfuffle amongst everyone. Um, but I feel like it it would have to be a little bit different um, just in the fact that um, I think that in America, uh, especially like an amicable, somewhat amicable divorce isn't uh, seen as that dramatic uh, in in the States. Um, I think you could do just a shot for shot remake of this straight up and it would be fine. Like. The idea that yeah, divorce is, is way more common here, but just the idea of, like you said, later in life uh, and then the husband being like having just kind of ignored his wife their entire life and then being blindsided mm-hmm. by divorce, I think, could could work easily as a as a thing that like not that divorces is, is 
that huge over here, but just the idea of like shaking family dynamics that are so well entrenched. Yeah. Um, but as my immediate thought, like probably a third of the way through this movie uh, for, for an American remake of this was it's a little more grounded, but the ensemble cast and the comedy in this reminded me a lot of a Christopher guest movie. Mm. And oh, yeah. I would love to see a like family drama comedy from, from that cast. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know who fits in as who. And uh, unfortunately we, we just recently lost Fred Willard, who's maybe yeah. one of the yeah. best comedic actors or is one of the best comedic actors of all time, maybe the best to me. Um, but I do know I want Parker Posey as Shigeko. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Perfect. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like uh, Shizo would be Eugene Levy and Tomiko would be Catherine O'Hara. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yeah, that's the, wow. What a, uh, now that's, that's why this uh, category exists. Cause now I want this. <laughs> yeah, you just start like mapping those, like, like next time you watch the movie, try to imagine some of those scenes and oh like, God. or let, letting some of those scenes run with just some like really goofy, low level, like improv stuff. Yeah. <laughs> really good. No, it could definitely work out. Um, so Takashi Shimura award, uh, Joey, let's start with you. Uh, I had a really hard time with this. I don't have like one person that really stands out. Like as far as like someone who has a small role that I was excited to see, uh, Takashi Sasano, who I talked about earlier as that security guard, uh, definitely stood out to me. Um, but amongst the main cast, it's kind of maybe a little bit between Shuzo, who I thought was really, really excellent in being both kind of funny and seeming clueless and having sort of Torasana-esque qualities. And then, uh, Shigeko, who I just will. I don't know. Whenever she was around, there was chaos and it was funny and she had a <laughs> lot of energy uh, about her that uh, drew me uh, to, to watching her. But uh, there wasn't anyone who like stood out like a lightning bolt for me or anything. Sure. I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, with a ensemble cast like this and I, like I said earlier, the nice thing is that everybody really gets to shine. Yeah. And, and, and like have something significant, like a significant part to play, which is really kind of tough for a cast this size. But when it comes to like a movie about family, uh, it's sort of imperative that each member gets to shine a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. This is not me saying that nobody was doing a good job. This is me saying like they were all, uh, filling their roles perfectly. Some of them kind of stood out more than others, but like, I don't know. <laughs> How about, uh, how about UV? Uh, I really felt the same way. Like I, everybody in this is so good and gets their like spotlight. Like, uh, I already talked about loving, uh, Katsumi Kiba as the, the writing instructor. All the family members are great. Uh, if I have to give it to one person, I think it's probably going to be, uh, Shozo Hayashiya for Taizo. Um, just cause he made su like such an outsized impression when he first shows up, <laughs> when he's like talking, uh, wordly to Shuzo about his wife getting mad at him and he's like spitting all over his face because he's got a <laughs> minor speech impediment, uh, which is another one of those things that like 
the movie doesn't actually remark on. Uh, and then the scene when they're driving on their way to the, uh, to the bar and the kind of like slapstick going on in the car there. Uh, yeah, I, he, and like, even that scene when he's like being serious and being like, Oh, they'll bring the body in and they'll place it over here. No, over (laughs) here is better. Just like, I, I feel like he, he really, it came the closest to stealing scenes as anybody in the film. Yeah. Uh, I'm inclined to agree with both of you, uh, on this, uh, surprised nobody's mentioned Toto yet. Uh, oh, dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Toto out in the rain at the end. That poor dog. <laughs> I had, uh, I, I, <laughs> I wrote down, I wonder if he's named after the dog from the wizard of Oz or the toilet company. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, for me, it's a toss up between Shigeko, Taizo, and, ah, you know what? Screw it. Uh, Kenichi and Nobusuke, um, every mm. time they're on screen, I just wanted to see more. Uh, I wanted to see Nobusuke just eat it, falling off the rail every time he slid down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, one of these times he's going to fall off and it's going to be real good. Um, Towards the end of the movie, where uh, like they broke the <laughs> they broke the baccarat vase, uh, oh, yeah. baccarat vase, uh, and then she says baka, and then he goes, "Oh, <laughs> hey, nice pun." <laughs> <laughs> like it, really good acting for kids, um, and they were so fun. And uh, uh, Ken tripping Nobu, like when he's trying to uh, clean everything up, and. Um, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but uh, speaking of uh, of Torasan similarities, the the end credits um, sort of uh, they're very much in the vein of a Torasan opening with mm. the um, with uh, the uh, slapstick comedy um, angle, or mm. or at the very least, like um, the uh, you know in the Torasan opening, there's usually the, something, yeah, yeah, the sort of it, pantomime uh, humor, yeah nonverbal comedy and um and it was uh i guess it was the aftermath of the the vase breaking and konosuke is going to take his belt off to to tan their hides but and uh, i don't know that that entire sequence i thought was very funny um i hope they're in the uh in the later films a lot more Uh, um somebody else i want to highlight real quick is, is like maybe the opposite end of the uh of the spectrum from like the person who really stood out or stole scenes, uh, Yui, uh, Natsukawa as Fumie is maybe the most understated performance. Like mm-hmm. she's just kind of like in the background, not really standing out, but she's got some real good, like deadpan deliveries. Uh, like the movie opens on her being embarrassed because Shuzo has weird telephone ticks where he won't actually say who he is and she doesn't <laughs> recognize him. <laughs> and is embarrassed right um, off the bat yeah <laughs> but she's also got maybe my favorite actual like verbal delivery in the entire film which is when uh uh near the end when um uh Kinosuke is talking to her while she's doing dishes and he's come home from work and threw his socks on the floor just like his dad always did that his <laughs> mom got mad about and he's like, yeah, please, please promise me that you won't 
divorce me the day I retire. And then Fumie doing dishes doesn't even turn around. She's like, mm, I don't know if we'll make it that long. And he just like <laughs> spills water everywhere and freaks out. Yeah, it's that's so that's good. where it really like hammered home that idea of like, don't take each other for granted. Like that. That's I specifically remember that scene being like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a good one. Um, uh, I do actually want to mention you, Aoi, uh, for like a hot second because mm-hmm. that um, I feel like she's pretty understated in the movie too. Doesn't have a whole lot to do other than be Shota's girlfriend, but she does offer that bit of perspective um, from her end about her parents' divorce, and uh, it wasn't even a divorce; it was her mom just packing her things and leaving, and. And, you know, how she would, you know, would kill for a family like this. And, you know, it's a little tropey, but that kind of got to me. And um, that usually does it for me, honestly, when whenever that uh, device is used in a movie. You know, like, oh, I've always wanted a family like this, but I couldn't because of X, Y, Z. Yeah, and it was a good way to flip, like, what could have been just a, like, Ooh, awkward type uh, scene. You know, at first I was kind of cringing because it seemed so awkward to make her stay and witness all of this. But then it flips and it, it's uh, very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think the thing I appreciate the most about this movie, aside from how funny it is, is the amount of perspective, uh, the amount of different perspectives that you get from all the characters mm-hmm. and how relevant they are to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, that's sort of my final thought. Uh, uh, do y'all have any, uh, other lingering thoughts before we move on? Uh, no, I definitely want to see the other two as well as, uh, Tokyo family. I'm curious to see that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Thank you for, uh, for happening to catch this and letting us know. Cause yeah, this is great. Yeah. Uh, well, happy to do it. Um, these movies, these types of movies are, are, kind of my favorite genre. So I'm very, uh, very pleased that, that y'all, um, enjoyed it. Um, well, that does it for this episode. Uh, what do we have on deck for the next episode? Next episode, we are going to be joined by Abby Denton at, uh, Mizabitha on Twitter to talk about, uh, Kira Kurosawa's first movie, Sugata Sanshiro about the judo master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I've never seen this. Um, I'm only familiar with Segata Sanchiro. Me too. So it's this is going to be an interesting one. Like I said, it's <laughs> it's Kurosawa's first movie. It's I think maybe the oldest movie that we've covered. It came out in 1943. So oh wow, uh, yeah. It's it's going to be an interesting one to cover because I'm a little concerned it's going to be kind of archaic for us, but it's also like so significant. I'm real curious, and mm-hmm. we get to talk about Segata Sanchiro too. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Well, uh, well V, where can people find you on social media? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at VriskaChat, V-R-I-S-K-A-C-H-A-T. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at DudeExclamation, all one word, um, and also at WeebSimpsons if you like sh- uh, shit posts regarding The Simpsons and or anime. Uh, you can also listen to me every week on the One Piece podcast where I talk about One Piece, uh, and that's it. And um, twitch.tv slash superartfight. Uh, every Saturday, we're always doing uh, something to that effect. 
As for me, I, I'm at Joey Weiser on Twitter and Joey Weiser Comics on Instagram. You can read my graphic novels, the Merman graphic novel series, as well as Ghost Hog, and my webcomic Dinotown at Dinotown Comic, both on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and Toho Yaro has a Twitter account that you can follow at Toho Yaro for uh, news. We've been tweeting about Japan Cuts um, and other sort of streaming festivals, uh, as several of them have been popping up and have been really, really cool. Um, and that's a great place to get in touch with us. Uh, you can also message us on Facebook. There's a Toho Yaro Facebook account or email us uh, tohoyaro at gmail.com. And uh, we love to hear uh, comments and thoughts about the episode, about the movies that we're covering and suggestions for new movies and um, or c- movies to cover, as well as uh, guests you'd like to hear on the show. And uh, check us out next time for Sugata Sanshiro.
こんにちは。あ,あ、こんにちは。お引越しですか。うん。結婚するんでね。へえ、おめでとうございます。いいな、結婚か。君はまだなの。え、僕ですか。うん。ちょっと僕は。<笑>